0: Senior Team message presented in this caregiver-centric podcast, providing an update on what's new and exciting across the campuses of Enloe Medical Center. Hello, everyone. I'm Jolene Francis, Vice President of Philanthropy and Communications, sharing the microphone today with CEO Mike Wiltermood. In this episode, Mike and I will continue the discussion about how we're moving forward through the next fiscal year. Thanks for joining me, Mike. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great, Jolene, thank you.
0: It's good to see you again. Mike, the senior team is currently working on an update of Enloe's strategic plan that will be presented to the Board of Trustees in the spring. Can you share a little bit with our listeners the importance of strategic planning and how we use it to focus our short, mid and long-term organizational
1: initiatives? Yeah, sure. Typically, as we work through our strategic planning process, we pay attention to four basic categories that are critical to our success and that, in order to meet the needs of our community. The first one is patient-centered, and it deals with the quality, safety, and service that we provide our patients. But we also need to make sure that we're building great work teams, and that requires us to, to have good planning and around employee morale, making sure that our recruitment and and retention policies are in place, that we're providing competitive wages and benefits and a safe work environment, as well as providing opportunities for advancement and leadership within the organization. And of course, our physicians have the license to practice medicine. We've got to make sure we've got an adequate recruitment and retention policy for our physicians and that we're taking care of them, making sure that we're aligned with their leadership as far as what we need to do to develop clinically and and provide the best possible outcomes for our patients when they get sick. And then finally, of course, we have to pay the light bill and finance is always important and how we make our capital investments, what equipment we buy, what buildings we build, the repairs that we need to make, all those kinds of things are very important in our strategic planning process.
0: So really the strategic plan is what we're looking at from a 60,000 foot level essentially but we always do build in some flexibilities there for unforeseen circumstances and things like that I would
1: imagine. Well yeah, it's important that we don't let those unforeseen circumstances derail our long-term plans. You know, we've our organization has dealt with its share of disasters over the last 5 or 6 years and You know, it's easy to allow some of our long-term projects to take a back seat, but overall, we have to make sure that there isn't a general erosion in the service that we provide or the work environment that we provide or in our finances. Otherwise, we start finding, you know, good people start leaving the organization and patients look elsewhere for service. So it really is important that we stick to the plan as we move forward. So
0: are there any strategic initiatives, including those that might be new, that you think might rise to the top as we work our way through this plan update?
1: Well, certainly we have baseline goals that we try to maintain all the time. And we look at, we, we have a lot of statistics that we look at to make sure that we're meeting basic needs with respect to employee recruitment and retention, physician recruitment and physician practice development as well as making sure we're always putting our patient safety and qu- and quality of care at the front front and center of all we do since the campfire and covid we've had a number of things that we've been dealing with and it's going to require a lot of work and an extensive capital investment it's hard to put into a soundbite the, the things that we need to do as an organization but i'll just i'd like to just talk about a couple things that might make sense to our listeners one is certainly after the campfire we lost a lot of healthcare services so over a third of our healthcare buildings unfortunately burned down in the campfire and and with those buildings we lost a lot of good folks that had to relocate outside of our market area in order to rebuild so patient access is really important our emergency department has been somewhat overwhelmed Ever since the campfire, we're experiencing a lot of patients leaving without being seen as a result, and so that's going to be critical for us to fix along with our access to our specialty clinics. Many people have been forced to wait for weeks, even months, in order to get a first-time visit with our, some of our specialists, so, so that's going to be critical for us to, to mend as well. Another thing that's been happening because of those other services that were destroyed, particularly assisted living centers and nursing homes, we've had a real struggle trying to discharge our patients timely. Many of our nursing homes are understaffed. You know, that's kind of an outgrowth potentially of COVID. And as a result, we wind up having to keep people in the hospital without being paid for those services in the most expensive beds in the world. So that's another thing that, that we're trying to fix. We, we believe that nearly one in five of our inpatient days could be eliminated if we could get a more timely discharge for our patients. And, and a lot of that, unfortunately, is the availability of post-acute care, as well as making sure our own internal processes are timely and, and appropriate. You know, then Then the third thing going back to facilities is just making sure that we've got the facilities that we need to provide the services that our community requires. We are, so, shortly after the campfire, we, we were just trying to find any rental property that we could. And we're probably paying enough rents right now to build a 50,000 square foot medical office building. A number of our specialties are in several buildings, which makes it very difficult for us to manage and to get economies of scale. So, you know, many people have heard about our efforts to raise money for our comprehensive community cancer center. But that's only one area of concern. We've we've got, you know, cardiology, gastroenterology and so those digestive diseases as well as OBGYN services are really need additional support on the facility side. We've been contemplating, frankly, the idea of trying to figure out how we could form, per, perhaps start our own skilled nursing facility, even in a transitional setting, in order to r- relieve us of the burden of providing skilled nursing care in our acute care setting. So there's a lot of facility issues that we're looking at, and Kevin Woodward, our CFO, and his team are putting together nice package to borrow what we hope will be sufficient funds to not only build a great new cancer center, but also to resolve some of our other facility issues as well. Yes, there's a lot going on, it sounds like. So, you
0: know, it seems like this year has flown by and we're nearing the start of the holiday season. And that means that very soon we're going to be staring straight into the face of the second half of our 2023 fiscal year. What inspiration would you like to share with everyone to help Enloe finish this fiscal year strong?
1: Well, it's, it's no secret that hospitals all across the country are struggling. Not only have we lost money because of the drop in our stock market investments, but there's been some real pressures on operations as well. Inflation, supply chain issues, lack of available employees, people that are willing and able to work in our field. All those things have been conspiring to put economic pressure on us. And it's going to be important that we resolve those issues and that we figure out what the new normal is following COVID. Our organization has weathered these storms in the past, and we have no reason to believe that we're not going to be successful going forward, but it's not going to be without some pain. And I think that the best thing that I can offer our employees is to just. Make sure that you stay on top of all of our communications and that you don't refrain from asking questions if you think something's happening that doesn't make any sense in particular. Knowledge is power. The more information that we can disseminate regarding our operations, I think the better and the more it helps people in their individual roles and responsibilities. So we hope to be increasingly engaging in our discussions that so that we don't make decisions in a vacuum and that we're doing it, we're we're moving forward as a team.
0: Very powerful message, Mike. Thanks again. And I I do want to reiterate how important it is that folks reach out when they have questions. You can always email a member of senior team, your supervisor, or you can send a message to askmike at enlo.org and we will get that answered for you. But again, Mike put it, very well when he said knowledge is power. Let's all use our power to gain the knowledge we need to stay on top of everything that needs to happen in the next year or two. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. As always, Mike, thank you for your time and transparency behind the end microphone. We appreciate you very much, as always. Thanks to our listeners for spending time with us and sharing this program with your colleagues and friends. We'll talk again on December 1st when I'll welcome back CFO Kevin Woodward to give us an update on our current plan to finance all that future growth that Mike just talked about. Until then, this is Jolene Francis saying thank you for all your dedicated work as you care for our community.